You are now listening to a Corporate Streets presentation. Welcome to the Powercast. The Powercast. The Powercast. Welcome to the Corporate Streets Powercast. This is the podcast discussing the 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. And today, you have TJ. And this is Jaron. And this week, we are discussing the 20th law. Do not commit to anyone. All right, Jaron, can you give us a translation, please? Uh, Yes, the translation for this week is, you two faced it. (laughs) You two faced it. <laughs> Is that even English? Like, what? All I, right. I, I wrote that down. I, I can't recall why, but um, yeah. we'll get to it. <laughs> All right. You two faced it. All right. Cool. <laughs> We're going to need a translation for the translation. All right. The OG says It is the fool who always rushes to take sides. Do not commit to any side or cause but yourself. By maintaining your independence, you become a master of others, playing people against one another, making them pursue you. Ah, see, there it is. That's where is the two-faced it comes in. You say they okay. say don't commit to a side. You can play um, the both sides against each other. And that's what two-faced people do. Ah, two-faced, two-faced, two-faced people, two-faced it. <laughs> somebody nobody calls you two-faced they say you're two-faced it at least that's what they, right. that's what they said back in the hood i do come from the same place that that people call you two-faced it no they didn't say two-faced <laughs> <laughs> all right so the og says that when you hold yourself back you don't incur anger but a kind of respect you instantly seem powerful because you make yourself ungraspable what do you think about that how do you feel about that? About um, not holding back and making yourself ungraspable? Grasp? Right. Do you, do you agree that that if you don't make if you make yourself ungraspable, people start to respect you and people don't get mad at you because you're holding back, but you seem powerful because they can't have you. Yeah. Have you yeah. Um, I've put this in play before and i think i might have mentioned this before in the powercast or the podcast or something um but basically uh with with dealing with potential wedding clients okay i would hit them with the um yeah somebody else asked for that day Uh. and and so basically that makes me seem like i'm wanted uh that gives me power because now i'm in high demand and Nine times out of ten, I always close those deals. All right. As your reputation grows, according to the OG, your reputation for independence grows. More people desire you because they want to be the one to get you to commit. Yep. And people want what they can't have. You see with this, you see this with relationships all the time, whether it's the woman who doesn't have a boyfriend or the guy who has all the women that want to be with him. They want to get him to commit. They want to get him to settle down. And they make themselves powerful because they're not committing to one particular person, one woman or one man. 
they're powerful because of that. And people want, they desire what they can't have. And the OG also says that desire is like a virus. If we see that one person is desired by other people, we tend to desire that person too. So again, this happens in relationships. It happens even when, even in, in childhood, if you're the good basketball player, the good kickball player, and people are running to choose you first, other people are going to want to choose you first the next time because they want to have the quote-unquote best person on their team. Yeah, I, I I never got chosen first. Oh, you was never first pick? Uh, not not for like basketball or um or like kickball, but football, I did get picked first for that. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. I was always kind of in the middle myself. I wasn't the first pick all the time. But, you know, it's never really, or I don't want to say never, it's not usually the most important guy that makes the difference. It's the it's that mediocre person. It's yeah. the person that's kind of good and that, that will show the presence when they need to because everybody's going to double team, triple team the best guy. So you got to have a person on your team that's willing or that's able to be really good <laughs> unless you had like you a know, really bad unless you had like a really bad person on your team who's like always getting turnovers and stuff like right that yeah. does change the whole game right <laughs> and so the moment you commit the magic is gone <laughs> yeah definitely the the og says the moment you commit the magic is gone so in relationship yeah i was just okay. saying go ahead yeah like in relationships yeah i was gonna say in relationships we were talking about that man who has a ton of women and everybody desires him wants him that woman has all these guys trying to get to her once that guy gets that girl mm, the magic is kind of gone i mean if the guy really loves you for you and all that then sure but if you notice, Halle Berry has had a hard time making a, a you know a strong commitment, a lasting commitment, especially in her earlier years. And let's say uh, uh, I just saw an interview with like Trina, the rapper Trina, and she was talking about how it's hard for her to get guys because they're infatuated with with her persona of being one way, and now she can't get guys to commit once they get her. And actually, even in regular relationships. Like, recall that time when you were chasing after that girl and how exciting it was and you're making all these moves to uh, try to make sure or to get her to like you or you're trying to jump her bones, whatever your case. Yeah, you're doing it all. Yeah, you're You're doing it above and beyond. (laughs) Right. So you were doing all that and then you finally get it. You get her. and everything. Right. You get her. You get the, uh, you know, the... uh, I, forgot, I gotta remember this is the power cast so the you, cookie. Get, you get the cookie yeah and then some of that magic disappears it doesn't seem so special anymore like you kind of smash in just out of um, <laughs> like what would it be just out of like that's just a norm cause you have it's to like the, yeah it's <laughs> like the chore it becomes a chore now um, and even like you know you get married you know, you always hear about people trying to get the magic back, put some spice back into their relationship. That's because it all disappears once you commit. And so, you know, and obviously that makes you lose uh, a bit of that power that we're trying to get here. Right. And not saying that married people can't get it back. 
It's just that it's a little harder for married people because there's no chase anymore. It's not a new person when you're a single person. You can just start chasing somebody else when you lose interest, right? But when you commit it to that married person, which is nothing wrong with that, you just have to make sure you maintain some type of chase or some type of excitement to keep both parties interested. And you, Yeah, and you have to because, I mean, you guys started farting in front of each other and like you'll be brushing your teeth while she's sitting there taking a crap on the toilet i mean it just gets <laughs> it gets it just gets to you, you just get too used to each other and so and you know <laughs> and you know what it's and i try to when i was listening to this law because again i listened to the audio book i tried to not think about relationship as much as possible i tried to apply this as far as committing and in work type relationships or settings or friendship type relationship or settings not toward marriage and uh your significant other type relationship because then it becomes depressing (laughs) yeah i was gonna say i did pretty much the exact opposite and every example and thought i came up with was all relationship based so (laughs) all right so hopefully we'll have an easy mix right right you're gonna get your feel of that So the OG says that people will give you gifts and favors as a way to make you feel obligated. And he says to encourage that attention, you need to stimulate the interest, but still don't commit. Mm. And don't worry, by doing this, Mm. you're not going to upset people. So you just have to give in a little, but not too much. You got to encourage that attention. You got to kind of deal with people. You can't just you can't just uh, brush off everybody. You know, you have to give a little bit so they can keep, so they can keep thinking that you're attainable, that they can grasp you. You know what I'm saying? Right. You want to show them that they have your attention a little bit. Just don't commit. So you can accept those gifts if you like. Just ensure that you maintain this distance so you don't feel obligated to owe them anything. I was going to say, and you know what? We, we talked about this a little before the recording. This is where that PT Cruiser <laughs> thing comes in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, um, a long time ago, um, I guess the early 2000s or maybe early 90s or late 90s, um, Cash Money Records was on top of the world and they were featured on a show called um, MTV Cribs. Okay. And on that show, they had Baby um, and Little Wayne Baby's the the owner of Cash Money Records. And yeah, he, he's not a child. Yeah. <laughs> Birdman. They had Birdman. He was baby then. There you go. Birdman. And and he and they had Lil Wayne and Lil Wayne was showing this stretch uh PT Cruiser limo. They made a limousine out of a, a PT Cruiser. And Lil Wayne was so happy about it. And <laughs> It is like baby had like the, this big like navigator and they had like the little PT cruiser for Wayne and Turk. <laughs> and so and so, you know, they they gave baby basically baby gave him that gift. Lil Wayne committed. And as we can see now, Lil Wayne's in a position where he's talking about they owe him two hundred million dollars. Baby right. apparently has all this money, but um Little Wayne, you know, he was accepting them gifts a long time ago. So he could potentially lose this this conflict because he committed, he accepted them gifts, and now he's lost his power because baby might be able to show him receipts like, hey, I gave you a house, I gave you all these cars, I gave you this jewelry, right. I paid you. Um, and that was also a relationship, allegedly. Dude. <laughs> 
Allegedly. Dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Please throw a big fat red allegedly on top of that. I'm just saying. But anyway. It's like a divorce right now. Should have signed a prenup. I'm thinking about like in say work terms. People mm-hmm. are going to try to buy your commitment with gifts and all kinds of things. They want to buy your uh, your commitment. They want you to be on their side. You know what I'm saying? And so you can accept those gifts and you can take all those things, but don't feel like, oh, well, you know, they brought me breakfast today. Now I have to do this for them. Yeah. Don't make yourself that easy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Don't be bought out by that breakfast or by them taking you out to lunch or by them taking you drinks after work, you know, taking you out for drinks after work. That that's a that's a tactic to try to buy your commitment. And you you can accept that drink, you can accept that lunch or whatever it is, but that doesn't mean that you have to run in and commit to whatever they want. Because as soon as you commit, you lose the power. It happens at the club all the time. Oh, perfect example. Perfect example. <laughs> Guys at the club trying to buy the ladies drinks, and they yeah. feel like, "Yo, you, you got my drink, so we 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 good for the night, right? We we gonna hang out all night, we gonna dance all night, we gonna right. go back to my place for that for that ten dollar drink, though." Yeah. So, ladies, I know you do. You can accept that drink, but that doesn't mean that you have to stay with that person that whole time. Imagine you have the power until you finally commit, because he's gonna keep buying your drinks. He's going to keep trying to, to woo you and show, you know, <laughs> spend his money. You have no, the power. But the minute you say, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Uh, I- I'm going to hang with you all night. It's cool. It's cool. I guarantee you won't get one more drink. You won't get another drink because you committed and the magic is gone. <laughs> I don't have to woo you no more. I'm, right. From, from that point on, it's like, yo, yo, uh, can I get uh, two waters? <laughs> no baby you've been drinking you've been drinking he's enough like, already so right, the, the, <laughs> I, just, I want to hydrate you baby he, he's accomplished <laughs> everything that he's been going for so no more trying to chase you no more getting you loose no more drinks he, he's he's he, you've committed you've lost all your power at that point exactly so look the OG also talks about putting yourself in the middle of some competing powers so you want to lure one side by promising to help and the other side will want your help as well because they're trying to outdo the competition, right? So now they're competing for you and that's another tactic that you can use. And you'll definitely have the most power if you don't choose one side. You know what I'm saying? This is pretty simple. If you choose one side, you're basically cutting the other side off. But if you find a way to appease both sides, you have the power of both sides. Yeah, that's... That sounds, I hate, well, I don't hate, but like I said, everything I got is relationship. <laughs> I keep thinking about relationship stuff um, for for this law. And so it kind of reminds you of like the, you know, on TV where it's the woman um, and there's two guys trying to go for her. Okay. You know, um, say like Little Rascals or something. <laughs> okay. You know, dark- That's a nice clean movie for the, for the power cast. <laughs> Right, Darla had uh, alfalfa, and she had the other kid, both trying to come for her. And she had the best of both worlds. She had the rich kid who liked her, but she had the humble, you know, common alfalfa who was giving her all kinds of love and treating her right. So as long as she didn't commit, both of those guys were trying to, you know, woo her and win her over with gifts and everything. 
And she was probably the most powerful character until she committed. But the movie ended after she committed. <laughs> right. That was that was the end of the show. Well, check it. I'll use one of the examples that the OG said. And he was just talking about Henry Kissinger. He was like the secretary of state for President Nixon. And he basically played both sides. He had Nixon thinking that he wanted to, you know, to kick it with him. And he also had the Democratic Democratic nominee feeling like that Kissinger wanted to kick it with him. Now, I'm not even going to mention the name of this Democratic nominee. He got annihilated in the election. I mean, Nixon won 520 electoral votes versus homie 17 (laughs) electoral votes. Dude, Nixon won like every state except for Massachusetts and D.C. I mean, he got murdered. Okay, so anyway, Nixon won. And, you know, Watergate popped off. Oh, wait, Nixon won and Kissinger got the spot he wanted. He wanted to be the secretary of the state. So he got that gig. Watergate popped off. Nixon resigned before he got impeached. Right. And the vice president, Gerald Ford, took over and he kept Kissinger because when Kissinger got that position, he kind of like kept his distance. He kept enough distance from Nixon that he wasn't automatically seemed to be involved with the whole Watergate thing. And he kept his distance enough that Ford was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and keep this guy. He's a good guy. Yeah. 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 He kept his distance. He seemed like he was a good guy. So he didn't seem too buddy, buddy. He seemed to be independent by all that turmoil that Nixon caused. So that's another example that wasn't relationship. I mean, this is all relationship based. When we're talking about power, it's about building relationships and maintaining that relationship in some way and do not commit it's all about relationship. I just don't like using, you know, the person that you're trying to get to mate with. I don't, I don't, I mean, you got to, com- well, you don't have to, but most people believe that you need to commit sometime. You need to pick a person and be with them. That's what society tells you. Right. So I don't want to use this for that type of relationship. It's important though. It's important to it people is. in the world. So I'll keep using relationship examples. <laughs> So for, okay, for all the players out there and all the and and all the women out there who want to have multiple guys to court, you know, Jaren is gonna ride for you on this on this show. I got you. <laughs> so the OG also talks about people who rush to the aid of others. They don't gain any respect. They tend to get little respect because it doesn't take much to get their help. That person who doesn't overcommit themselves is powerful because you desire their assistance, right? I mean, okay. you you want to get the help from the person who never helps, especially if you respect what they do. But the person who's over, you know, who overcommits themselves and and helps everybody. I mean, it's nothing to be desired there. You're going to get their help regardless. You expect them to help. But people want the help from the person who who doesn't commit themselves all the time. There's 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 power in that. Again, that's that absence and presence. If you're always helping people, then you lose respect a little bit. And they'll expect you to be there all the time. So, And so that reminds me of this um, story. Um, and this is actually uh, one of my uh, only examples that that won't include a relationship. So, um, but this is about uh, a long time ago. Uh, a friend and I, we started this, uh, this, this photo shoot, super shoot thing called super Fashion shoot. Fusion. And basically... Okay. It was um, 
where we gathered a bunch of photographers, a bunch of models, a bunch of hairstylists and makeup artists all together and did like this super shoot where everybody got to work with all these um, different people. And basically it was a, a portfolio building event. And we had this uh, access to this big factory downtown and it was really nice, really dope. A lot of people. Okay. And um, there was this uh, one guy who probably wasn't, you know, in hindsight, he probably wasn't that much better than than me and my friend were. Um, okay. he, another photographer. Uh, but he was a lot more. He was a lot further in his career than we were. So we looked at him as being a superior photographer and we actually use his name to kind of sell the event. Okay. And so, um, so we get, we get there and everybody's like, Ooh, this, this guy, um, let's call him D. Oh, D's here. Um, you know, I get to finally work with him because a lot of these models, you know, they're kind of entry level people. And, you know, so they get to instantly work with one of the better photographers in the area. And so, this guy, you know, everybody's looking forward to working with him, but he decided that he was only going to work with the models that he wanted to work with, which was only like three girls. And so we were there, you know, probably like eight hours and he only worked with like these three girls and there was probably like 15 girls, you know, 15 models who were there okay. who wanted to work with him. He only worked with like three of them. Right. And that still made him, you know, by the end of the day, that made him seem so elite that, he, you know, he had the power to only choose these three girls instead of everybody else. And so that made him seem even better by the end of the day. And he seemed so untouchable. And I mean, like people felt like they were cheated, <laughs> like like we we promised them they would work with this guy but um uh, what i was saying though like i was telling this whole story is because like you said if you don't help everybody if you don't make yourself accessible to everyone that makes you seem more powerful right so it makes you seem more important yeah so he seemed a lot very, your time is precious right he seemed a lot more important he seemed a lot more important than the rest of us because i was running around trying to shoot everybody just to make sure everybody because, I mean, I was decent then. And so, you know, people definitely wanted to work with work with me, too. So no, I was who's that other guy over there? How come he's only working with those three? Right. I want him. Right. How come I can't get him? Can I get him to shoot me? Right. He I mean, can't. I see you. Yeah. You're helping me and everything. You're good. But I want to get that other guy, though. Yeah. So. Okay. So, yeah. So you so you can you can pull a D and not make yourself <laughs> accessible to people. Um, at least not a lot of people and that kind of creates this I guess uh, is it mysticism perhaps or this mystique uh, yeah you create a mystique yeah and and again I don't know if mysticism is a word or not so I'm not going to vouch for I'm gonna go. I'm going to go with it anyway <laughs> <laughs> even if it's the wrong word to use at this time there you go see that confidence you got now I gotta I gotta rock with you now man yeah. you seem important you making up words and stuff right in the book, now, this law was pretty long. He had a part two to this one. And the the part two was, do not commit to anyone, stay above the fray. 
So this one was basically about, or this section of the law was basically about not letting, I guess I'll do like how I do in the beginning, give a few words from Robert Greene. He says, do not let people drag you into their petty fights and squabbles. Seem interested and supportive, but find a way to remain neutral. Let others do the fighting while you stand back, watch and wait. When the fighting parties are good and tired, they will be ripe for the picking. All right. So basically he's saying when people get into their squabbles, don't be quick to jump in the side, pick a side. Don't do that. Stand and be the person that's neutral and watch them fight it out until they're good and tired. And then when you need to make a move, you can make that move and you will be superior at that time. You can be the middleman or the go between. So I was just thinking about the example of like, say, a rap battle, right? Rap battles and feuds. All right. Maybe you might be friends with both of them. You could choose one side, but then you're alienating the other side. Right. right. So if you want to maintain both friends, you need to be neutral and keep the relationship smoothed out between both of them. And both of them are trying to get your attention, telling you how bad the other one is or whatever it is. And in that example, you can make music with one of them. And then the other friend is like, man, you made a track with such and such. I mean, they could say, I'm not dealing with you anymore, but that's probably not going to happen because you guys are friends. They're going to slightly be jealous and try to make a better song with you as well. They're going to try to outdo the person that you just did the other song with. So now you're in the middle. You have the power because now you have songs with both of these people and they're both good because they're trying to outdo each other. You can't align with either side and you don't want to put either of them off. So you have to try to appease both sides to maintain the power on both sides. Because once you align with one side or the other, now you're an enemy. So if we get to the keys, we get to the keys uh, of power. The OG says, you might understand that you need to be a master at controlling your emotions, but other people don't. So most people operate specifically off emotion, right? right? And these people become upset when you maintain your calm. They're going to try to draw you into whatever they have going on. But the problem is the more you get involved, uh, you begin to notice that you spend a lot of time solving all their problems. Remember, we talked about in Law 10, infection, you need to avoid the unhappy and unlucky. If you haven't listened to that one, you need to go listen to that one right after this episode ends because that's one of my favorites, Law 10. Uh, But anyway. You just need to be very, very careful when you're jumping into these when you're jumping into these problems. And this is another reason you don't want to commit to a side, because once you commit, now you're obligated, you know, because you can't jump in. But at the same time, you don't want to disappear either, because if you disappear, then your friends going to be like, you know, where, where were you? I was in all this drama. You didn't pick up your phone. You didn't answer. You weren't around. So I'm not saying disappear. I'm just saying don't commit. I was getting jumped and I saw you trying to sneak out the back of the <laughs> out the back. <laughs> no, nah, man, I was holding these coats. I wanted to hold your coat. <laughs> no. Here's a quick story. So like I was in the seventh grade and wait a minute, I know this isn't the podcast, but I gotta tell the story. So I was in the seventh grade, first day of school, my friend Freddie and I we um was walking down the hall. Freddie bumped into this dude who was like in a group of dudes of like four or five people. Okay. And Bow move. It, he was like, dang, dude. He's like, dang, little ugly dude. He said something like that. <laughs> and, the, and the dude was like, what you saying? And we walked into the bathroom and the guys followed us in. 
<laughs> so I'm using the bathroom. Then the guys walk in and they was like, hey, man, what y'all? What'd you say? And I, and I looked up. I could see past and <laughs> Freddie walking out of the bathroom. <laughs> He just left me there. Yeah, I was like, man, so I ain't wait, wait, wait. So Freddie started this drama. He started this trouble. Right. Walked in the bathroom. The guys walked in, and I guess you were lagging back. So they followed you the most. Right. And he was able to slide back out the door. Right. <laughs> and I was like, man, where were you? Where, where where'd you go, man? He was like, oh, I didn't even see him. I'm like, how you walk past five people? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, I just walked in and looked in the mirror real quick. I didn't even. I didn't even see that they were following us. <laughs> so. Oh, man, that's funny. There are times that the OG says that it's best not to provide support at all and move along. That's what Freddie did. And that's exactly what he did. <laughs> uh, You know what? This is weird, though, because the OG says you do this when you want to gain some respect. <laughs> but when the OG was talking about it, he was saying that Nothing screen. He basically said that nothing screams respect more than like believing yourself and doing it on your own. So if you want to be seen as an equal, sometimes you have to do it alone. Stop running to find somebody to to vouch for you. You know what I'm saying? Right. If you want to be respected, because if you get caught under someone's spotlight, it'll be hard to gain respect because people are gonna respecting that person that's next to you, or they're gonna talk about how you did it because you had help. By the way, I know I'm talking about what the OG said. He dropped so many jewels in this one. So I apologize if it feels like I'm talking about a lot of his words, but this one has so many jewels in it. Yeah, so it in this one, he also talked about that you think that people will view you as heartless. However, you know, by, you know, not picking a side, by not committing. However, your independence will gain respect and put you in a position of power. And so with that respect and that power, you'll have options if you want to be involved or not, you know. So basically you being aloof or you being distant, people will want to gravitate toward you because they want your attention yeah. is what he's ultimately saying. And it seems like, oh, man, this guy, he never commits. He's never around. But they actually want to be around you because of that. Like the photographer. Yeah, I would say that's gave. exactly what he did. Yeah. That's exactly what he did. And then once you have that respect and that power, you decide if you want to be involved or not. So that photographer said, you know what? I want to work with these three girls and that's it. And he had the opportunity to do that. And those three girls felt, oh, man, he chose me. So they wanted to work with him. Yep. So as for the reversal, the OG says that this tactic is delicate. So you have to treat it as such, because if you overuse this tactic, people can start seeing through your moves and outside parties to start ganging up on you. So you want to use this tactic with care about how you commit or your lack of commitment. Um, you don't want to use this in all facets of your life because people are start seeing that you don't commit to anything. You don't commit to a specific breakfast. You don't commit to a favorite food. You don't commit to nothing. You don't have a girlfriend. You're not committing to help people at work. So people will start seeing who you are and they might not want to deal with you because of that. So as you're in your photographer story, he didn't make a commitment. Well, I guess he kind of committed to those, uh, to those three ladies that he wanted right. to choose, but he didn't make himself open and available to everybody. And that was just in the photography setting. But if people start seeing that he was like that in everything that he did, 
maybe they would view him differently. And they kind of did. You know, they they wanted to reach out to him and he he still kept making himself unavailable. And so people ah. looked at him like he's kind of more of a um a um I was Now he's arrogant. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna look for another A word, but I forgot this is the podcast. <laughs> or remember this is the right. podcast. So yeah, he, he was looked at as being arrogant or stuck up and um so he he didn't make any friends definitely that day. Gotcha. And so in this reversal, the next thing that the OG was saying that if you keep people waiting too long, people won't trust you. And that's exactly what you were just explaining. Mm -hmm. So you might have to commit to one side for appearances sake to show proof that you can commit. But the OG was saying, just make sure this is only on the surface. Don't get attached emotionally because you want to be able to detach yourself when you need to. We talked about not committing this entire show. And as far as the reversal, just to bring it all back around to make it an an easy uh, conclusion here. In the reversal, the OG was saying you can't use this tactic all the time. This can't be the tactic that you use all the time. And there's going to be some times that you might have to commit just for the appearance, just so you can save face and not be the guy that never commits to anything or not be the woman that never commits to anything. So you want to be sure to just maintain your ability to gain your independence back if you need to because if you choose a side and that side starts falling apart you want to be able to distance yourself if you can and don't worry because those friends that you made prior to that commitment they'll likely be there for you when you decide to leave you know what i mean right <laughs> just like it's kind of like if you go ahead I was gonna say, just like that girl <laughs> right like that girl you, you, you decide you you got your girlfriend so out of all your girls that you had, you go ahead and choose one to commit yeah. slightly, right? Right. Don't don't cut the other ones off completely. You know, you still want to be nice <laughs> to them and, you know, keep them as friends on Facebook and stuff and like the pictures and everything. Right. And then when you when that relationship you picked on, you know, you pick that one girl if that falls apart. I guess all those girls will be there waiting on you, according to the OG, huh? <laughs> right. So, OK, so. This has been another episode of the Corporate Streets Powercast. And as we always try to remind you, or at least as of the past eight episodes, go get your own copy of Robert Greene's 48 Laws of Power. You can get the audio book. You can get the hard copy. And just make sure you show um, Robert Greene some love because I heard that he actually just bought an apartment next to his apartment in uh in new york and he bought an apartment just for all of his jordans and he's got to renovate that thing so (laughs) we need to make sure you buy his book so he can you know knock the walls down and and make his jordan closet apartment See, that's exactly why you got to support the OG, because we need to make sure that he's got that rent money for that apartment for those Jordans. And just because you go and get his book doesn't mean you don't need us anymore. We still serve a purpose. We translate for some. We put it into easier terms. We make it easier to digest for some people. And we're more of a compliment. You can use us. Use us as a guide. It's kind of like think about that Southern cooked home meal that that nana made for you and robert green's book is like the fried fish it's golden brown nana made it perfect it tastes good on its own but 
we're kind of like the hot sauce that goes on the fish. It takes Nana's fish to another level. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or, or he's like the Draco, and okay. we're like that hundred round drum clip. <laughs> this, <laughs> you know, the Draco's nice already, but you get that a hundred round drum clip. Okay, maybe that was too street. <laughs> no, man, that's perfect. You need that. <laughs> All right. No, so. actually, the thirty would have been fine. Though. The thirty would get you. Straight. No, you I want to be overboard. And, you know, hundred times. <laughs> <nice. laughs> right. So, all right. So next time, next week, um, we have one of the laws that I've been really, really looking forward to, and that's only so I can say twenty-one, 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 twenty-one. We have a law. <laughs> 21, 21, 21, 21. 21. And that is Savage. play a sucker to catch a sucker. Seem dumber than your mark. Okay. And I'm really looking forward to this law again, just so I can say 21 a hundred times. 21. And 21. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, all right, guys. So this has been another episode of the Corpus Reviews Powercast. And we thank you for tuning in. And this is the podcast for people who say, don't save her. She don't want to be saved. Don't save her. She don't want to be saved. She don't want to be saved. <laughs> Keep your power. Exactly. Don't commit, man. And I actually got a second All one, right. too. Got, I got a second closing. I'm going to go, go ahead and get it out because I won't be able to use it again. And this is from... Uh, <laughs> No, I was going to say the quote. So the quote is, don't bring seashells to the beach. They already got them there. Uh, okay. That, that's from the movie Fat, Fat Beach. Nobody's seen that. I ain't seen that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this one's long. We apologize, but we don't at the same time. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Sorry, not sorry. You got to get these words, man. You got to hear the life enrichment and goal attainment. Thank you for listening to the Corporate Streets, 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 the Corporate Streets.